I'm still testing positive for over 10 days, right? And I have no symptoms after like day two, I was fine, right? Oh, well, lucky yeah. you. But I got the vaccine. He did not. And he tests negative, but you would think that like he got hit by a car with how he's acting. <laughs> like, and that he's still like limping it off with like, you know, like spitting all the time. He's coughing up a lung and it's like, God damn, man. So it's like, I mean, you have the autonomy to make, you know, whatever decision you want about your body, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. That's how I was, though. You mean you? When I had COVID yeah. and I had the vaccine, uh-huh. I was a mess for like two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah? Huh. Yeah. And Amanda had it and she was fine for like, the same as you. <laughs> she was fine for after like two days. And then I was, yeah, actually, she didn't even get the vaccine. She was fine. Oh. Um <laughs> And I had this cough for like six months. Well, and I still, there have been studies where people get memory loss from COVID and I pretty sure I have that. I don't even remember who you are. So like, yeah, Yeah. so it's probably true. So no, but it's crazy though. Yeah. But like, so I, uh, like I shook like a dog shitting razor blades for like a day. Like just, Mm -hmm. you know, fever and just like full-blown delirium sort of thing, right? The second day, my muscles hurt from like, you know, convulsing for basically a day. And then the Mm -hmm. next day, I was just a little bit weak, but I was fine. Nice. It's so weird how it's just so contrasting in like everybody. It is weird because even if... People are getting their vaccine, not getting the vaccine. They can have the same symptoms and go through the same yeah. stuff. And there's no really rhyme or reason. It's just basically someone's immune system and how they handle it. Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah. But I also heard that, it, I don't know. I mean, basically all of my readings from the COVID and how it, it affects people was just um, not good information it was just like oh we think this could be it with like blood types and how it affects someone's well, uh I mean, covid but that's not without merit though because like most people don't know where blood types come from but it has to do with what antibodies are in your system right so yeah. like that kind of <clears throat> makes sense to some degree when you think about it but also i'm sure that like let's just say that i'm a positive i don't even remember what i am yeah but it's are you being negative because amanda's being negative i honestly don't know i'd have to look it and, up and i'm positive i forget what i, I am but let's say it affects me more and it doesn't affect the negative people as much that would have some merit to well it. yeah i mean it very well could like if you, if you think about it right like it could be that you have yeah. an antibody right because like a blood type is more like lumping you into a generic form because even if you got a blood transfusion from somebody with, you said you're B positive, right? Well, yeah. Uh, I, I forget yeah. what I exactly, but let's just say I'm B positive. Even if you had uh, B positive blood, there's still a chance that during a transfusion, your body will reject that blood, even if it's from somebody with B positive, or even if you got blood from somebody who's mm-hmm. O negative, which is like the universal donor, right? So, yeah. uh, but I think I am no. no negative are you are you really universal donor well that would mean that you lack i think like antibodies um it's not necessarily a bad thing because like on the adverse 
side of things it could be that somebody has an antibody that just goes ham when like they get infected with covid but either way it's it's more yeah. like a generic classification if that makes sense mm-hmm. so it doesn't yeah. really explain anything but it would be if you could determine that which i'm sure other people have and i'm sure that because nothing's been out in the news or anything like that that it's probably um not related to blood type at least blood type alone um yeah probably not but only science knows science what does science know no i bet are we doing an episode on science we probably should (laughs) we can talk about galileo and how he was just like i remember right he was a spoiled rich boy no it wasn't galileo sorry i'm thinking of newton he was a spoiled rich boy who just he had money and he's like, fuck it. I want to see how far this ball goes if we throw it down a ramp consistently. Yeah. And by the way, welcome to Ethica America, where we talk about balls going down ramps. <sighs> we talk about all sorts of things that are probably unrelated to how we got here. Uh, and what we're doing. And, uh, and um, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Got him good. <laughs> confuse the viewership that's step one of the plan <sighs> yeah exactly keep him coming back for answers to questions we never answer yeah. i'm your host turd ferguson and i'm aaron i'm not really turd ferguson i'm ryan i, I lied oh and that's that's probably not ethical oh. to you or america <laughs> i mean it depends some lies people think are ethical and i did it with the intention of hurting people oh then yeah that that's unethical if i feel like if you lie for the greater good you're good oh no i didn't do that like (laughs) like (laughs) like did you hear about that thing with uh the government lying about aliens for years and years and years and then suddenly they're like oh yeah (laughs) i did hear about that people and people are, and people were like <laughs> people are like wait so we had a plague last year right we had an insurrection uh-huh. i don't know that i can handle the fact that aliens probably exist now <laughs> yeah so i have i've also called have like this weird theory on the existence of aliens and but like i i also I just assume that aliens do exist, but I also thought that the chances of us encountering an alien would be like astronomically impossible. Oh yeah, that's just a, because the universe is just so big. A, well, I mean, you're basing all of that off of probability, which I I don't think we've actually ever talked about this, but that's exactly how I feel. Is because it's like I know that with my limited knowledge, though I know. A fair amount about a lot of things but with with my limited knowledge that travel at the speed of light is damn near impossible mm-hmm. not saying it's fully right. impossible but that any planet within our reach is at least like hundreds of light years away <laughs> so yeah. here was this was my thought all right and this was based, I'm basing it off of like the, the earth and how it's like seven points, whatever, billion years old. And the universe is like 15 billion years old. 
So wait, the, it the took, universe can't or, be seven point something billion years old. It it can't be because like written fact only goes back to like six thousand BCE and like where oh, yeah, yeah you're right. and like the dinosaurs aren't real. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. Everything is like two thousand years old. <laughs> I don't even think it's two thousand years old. I think that's a lie that corporate America wants to keep yeah. you in. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I was just derailing it for a joke, and that took it a little it's, bit too far. So go yeah, ahead. I understand. <laughs> so the the universe is actually, according to the studies author, to a recent study, uh, the universe is 26.7 billion years old, which was uh, the previous estimate was 17 or yeah. sorry, 13. Well, I mean, that's the existence of the so, universe. The existence of earth is 4.5 right. billion years old, according to national right. geographic. Anyhow. Yeah. And it, and it took us 4.5 billion years to get to this point where we are now, where, where we can so, part and have insurrections whenever we want. <laughs> Nobody. Can yeah. Tell us so how to live it's not looking great. I mean, but, but that means that we've had like an extra, you know, couple billion years for another civilization to go. So in that time, we could either a civilization could have thrived or it could have, you know, been like us where they're still putzing around with arguing about, you know, invisible money or they could have thrived and had a scientific discoveries and interstellar travel. Man. Have you, have you ever played the Horizon series of games like Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Forbidden West? Oh, uh -uh. man. Like, really, really good plot to those games, by the way. But it, it yeah. kind of, what you're talking about kind of goes along with this. Um, right. You can go on. So, But ba basically, the odds of like a civilization in, in about our lifetime could do what they do to travel the universe and things like that. Yeah. But also it's also known that the earth has a set lifetime based off the sun because the sun will explode and destroy the earth. And who knows if we'll get off earth in that no, time probably not. <laughs> based off our track record, probably yeah. not. So imagine how many civilizations in the universe are just like us that never left earth or their earth to travel well, you was so chances of you're that also assuming by the way good. that everybody oh, yeah. would leave earth or stay on earth when it would probably be a split yeah. population where some people would leave earth and some people would stay yeah. on earth it's not so polarizing right. i guess is all i'm trying to tell you true and you could also just everyone could just be get on a spaceship and just you know leave earth and then travel the the solar system i guess that's a possibility as well oh, but i guess my mo most most thought is i wonder how many civilizations before this in the 26.7 billion years of its existence have had civilizations that just died due to the sun exploding and they just couldn't handle that how long ago did you say how many billions of years uh, ago? 26 uh 26.7 billion years of the age of the universe so that can't be right um i don't know the age of the Google universe says age of the universe 
Well, no, the Big Bang was 13.8 billion years ago, and like time wouldn't be created until the Big Bang event. Maybe the Big Bang has changed from 13.7 billion years to 26.7. I mean, I'm looking at the Victoria Universe, or sorry, Victoria, Victoria University of Wellington, New Zealand's website. Wikipedia corroborates yeah. it. Cora is corroborating it. So let me look. Is the universe? It says thirteen point seven billion years ago the universe was created. Yeah, most of all the things that I have read is about thirteen. Oh, I guess there's just this new study. Done. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't know anything July about July seventeen. I was just twenty twenty three. I just your numbers didn't make sense to me for a minute. Not to say you're wrong or anything like that. I, yeah, I just. I mean, we could just. I like the assumption of 13.7 just because that's been the going thing for yeah. as long as I've known. And that, I mean, this study just came out July 17th of 2023, so about two months yeah. ago. And 13.8 billion years ago when the Big Bang happened, that actually kind of tracks if you think about mm -hmm. it, because that's literally 100 million years difference in there where things could kind of settle out, you know what I'm saying? But right. But I guess my point is that so Big Bang happened 13.8 billion years ago. The formation of Earth happened 4.5 billion years ago, right? But time and yeah. the universe are infinitely expanding. <laughs> so mm. you're asking how many universes could, or sorry, how many planets that could sustain life, how many colonies, basically. Yeah. When, you know, everything's spreading out at the speed of light, but... You're, you're talking specifically from the difference between 4.5 versus 13.8, which we'll just say roughly nine, right? Nine and a half, something like that. Yeah. In nine billion years, what could have happened? <laughs> and we're only yeah, 4.5 billion years old. You, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so right. the answer would be there's an infinite amount of colonies out there from a probability standpoint, but they probably can't reach us. Right. Yes. If we are thinking of like probability of, yeah, I guess given enough time, there'll be an infinite amount of societies, but I'm also under the impression that only, a it is kind of weird when we talk about infinity yeah, because it doesn't actually when we, exist, when we put but... infinity into anything, they're given enough time an infinite number of things will exist. So you want to hear something funny too, and this might mm -hmm. like confuse some of our listeners who aren't great at math. So what's two divided by one? Two. What's three divided by one? Three. So what's two divided by two? One. What's three divided by two? Oh, geez. Well, it's like one and one and a half. So, yeah, one and a half. So we can agree that as the numerator, that top digit goes up, right? In mm -hmm. every aspect, right? If the bottom number stays the same, then, well, I guess that's not always true. But basically, there are different levels of infinity, as I guess what I'm trying to say, because yeah. two divided by zero versus three divided by zero, right? 
mm-hmm. two divided by zero will be less than three divided by zero, but they're both technically infinity. Yeah. So there are different levels of infinity, which, I mean, really what that tells us is that somewhere our philosophy of numbers is incorrect or skewed in some way. <laughs> but what I learned <laughs> with infinity is numbers are weird. Yeah. I like to think of the hotel with an infinite number of rooms. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what the hotel is called. Hotel California. Probably. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> and then they have to keep adding rooms, which is annoying when you're waiting for your room. And so they're like, it's under construction. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Gilbert's Paradox of the Grand Hotel imagines a hypothetical hotel with rooms numbered one, two, three, with no upper limit, and then you just add a a thing. It's like n plus one add a room at some point. Yeah. 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 There's a, and then there's like a thing where it goes one, two, three, four, five, and so on, so on, so on. But then there's another thing where there, where's a different number where you just have more rooms. It's, it's kind of like that one thing we were just talking about. How much staffing would you need for a hotel like that? Like three guys, probably, maybe four. You just have one dude <laughs> at the check-in <laughs> where they just go, hey, I need a room, and they go, all right, here you go. Here's your key. And then Yeah, but who cleans the rooms? Well, it's Hotel California. They can check out anytime they like, but they can never yeah. leave. But at a certain point, they're going to run out of money and corporate. The, the, good, the good thing about a hotel with an infinite number of rooms is you never have to clean a room. Oh, because they can just transfer rooms. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, Aaron. I never thought about that. Yeah. But is it like so? Rock and <laughs> yeah, rock and roll just loves it because they just trash every room they go to, and they're just like, "Who cares?" We just have TVs and beds for every room, though. Yeah, I I assume the electric bill is weird too. Because how do you even like calculate it's, infinite number of rooms? It's got its own fusion reactor. It doesn't matter. It kind of has to at that point. <laughs> Like you'd run out of space at a certain point, unless you like build this hotel in a pocket universe. Uh, basically, it's a TARDIS. Okay, everybody just enters the phone booth and then enters into their room from there, which is why there's only one guy. Yeah, you only need one guy on the other end of the phone. Yeah, exactly. Just solve blues clues, man. But where would park? Where would they park though? Need to park. They can't leave. They can park wherever they want. <laughs> we just established Hotel California oh, yeah, rules. Yeah. Yeah. Though maybe they're allowed to go to the parking lot. Yeah. That was one of the things that bothered me about this paradox. It's like, okay, so you have an infinite number of people going into this room. Well, where are they parking? <laughs> <laughs> That's the paradox that I want to ask about. <laughs> they're just delivered on a conveyor belt. They're you know, there was a do or die situation and like, you know, we're just mm. dealing with the one percent that's constantly fed to this hotel. I mean, really when you think about it, it sounds like the guy's probably gonna try to equate it to souls in heaven or something like that. But yeah, I, I have no idea. I've never heard of this paradox, but I'm not a philosophy major. So Yeah, I mean I've only heard of it because we we talked about it and I forget where we talked about it and probably metaphysics yeah we talked about infinity yeah but 
I don't know. But that was a weird digression from what are we talking about? We're talking about the philosophy <laughs> of law today. Why laws oh, exist. Man. Are we? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I mean, and that can really extend to like the philosophy of government, which I mean, I guess yeah. like, the best place to start with this would be like, why do we even need laws, Aaron? Like, what, why do we even need a government in general? Because I mean, in order to I have mean, a law, you would have to have a government, right? Some, some tech, I guess technically not. I don't not. think that's true. Yeah. I think you could have a small society. Let's say like we're back in, I don't know. Mesopotamia. Uh, the creation of people back in 4 billion years ago when there weren't people, but uh, cut. I mean, go forward a little bit before when we actually develop people at some point. Well, I mean, that would be the greatest loss of nature. Like Mesopotamia. So let's let's say that we're in the yeah. infinite hotel in Mesopotamia. <laughs> I was actually gonna go to like uh just like apes and how they have like uh their own set of like or wolves wolves have uh their own kind of um rules where they where they follow where there's a pack and then you have a pack leader and um the older wolves actually lead the pack because they're setting the pace and then the strongest wolves are in the back to protect the herd and then why would you even want to be but i mean that's a a law for safety i imagine um yeah but had hunter gatherers i assume had some sort of rules that they went by just so to have safety well i mean why why would you if you're in a well-established group why would you even bother like inviting somebody into that group i guess i'm just trying to get to the root of this like so i Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I'm just going to pretend I'm in like D&D where I have my core set of group and, I'm, you, you and have someone's your like, oh, hey, guys. Join yeah. And, yeah. That, and I'm like, I don't trust yeah. you. You're going to pass a lot of tests. Yeah. <laughs> What's your persuasion? Yeah. And then they get involved in the group. God, it's just like fucking Preston Garvey from Fallout 4. Like, he's just like, our group yeah. needs your help. And it's like, how old is your fucking... Yeah. Why am I the only person doing anything for your group? You yeah. must pass this trial to become part of our group. And then eventually you do so many quests for him that he's like, well, I don't want to be group leader of this group anymore. The pat mm-hmm. is passed on to you. And it's like, no, Preston, I just want to go out and shoot shit with my gun. <laughs> well, that's too bad because the independence men are... It's not the end of Minutemen. That's what it is. The Minutemen. Yeah, the Minutemen. They're uh, they're under your lead now. So long. But the Minutemen need your help. And it's like, God damn it, <laughs> Garvey, shoot you right in the fucking yep. head. I actually did try to blow him exactly. up in the game because he annoyed me so much. Because he's like, he did too. He's very devious because he's like, oh man, this is your group now, but. The Minutemen need your help, and it's like you you can't both be the not leader and leader, dude. Like, what what the fuck is your mm-hmm. issue? Fucking Preston Garvey. I actually have a D and D camp. I, I've told you about my D and D idea with yeah. him, where like everybody is just sadder forever having met him. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did not like that Fallout because I could never clear my quest log. Yeah, because I always have dailies. Yeah. And that's when, like, oh, okay, I can't play this game anymore. I can't actually complete every quest. I have these dailies I got, that will never go away. I got to the point where I have to choose a side in one direction or another. And I'm like... Yeah, I got there, too. Well, 
and then I was like, nah, man, like y'all suck. Like I want an independent Vegas ending. I don't want to be part of the Minutemen at all. So like, this is where the game ends for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my, uh, I didn't want to pick any side. They all were terrible. <laughs> right. It's like the brotherhood of steel was like, Oh, we'll crush everybody with our big arms and stuff. And it's like, I stole Maximus's Cape. I think at some point, I don't even remember if I actually did that. I think I, I think that was my next step was I was going to steal a bunch of shit from the brotherhood of steel. Mm-hmm. And then I just stopped because I'm like, nah, man, because like, what's the point of being pretty much invincible if, uh, you know, I'm not going to play this anymore. So yeah, it all is, I mean, it all... Fallout's a good uh, a good example of philosophy of law because you have these little societies and they kind of have their own rules and regulations. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right that Fallout does. Um, it it certainly does kind of line up with that idea of philosophy of law. Um, but yeah. like, where every group's just like trying to guide the behavior of your character right. to what they want you to do. Right. And that's what law is basically there for. It's just to guide the behavior of whatever they think is socially acceptable. Right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, in the case of Fallout 4, it was really annoying. But like the idea that like a society is out there, let's say that you're, let's take you back to caveman times, right? Yeah. And let's say that somebody's like, you run across a group of eight people you've been starving for days right but for some reason you have a bunch of firewood or or some resource Mm -hmm. it doesn't really even matter what maybe you just have information about where water is and this group's been you know out navigating the wilderness and you, you stumble across them the first thing is why would somebody want to join that group and why would that group want somebody to join them right so it yeah must be mutually beneficial to to some degree right but once you're mm-hmm. part of that group uh, they basically there just need to be some ground rules right it's like hey so just so you yeah. know um we don't murder people here and that's pretty much our only rule like you'll contribute mm-hmm. and you won't murder any of us and uh we won't yeah. murder you back also don't exactly don't fuck that dude's wife so there's one woman in the tribe <laughs> that's that dude's he's our leader and he's fucking crazy and then you kill him and then that's how fallout 4 goes for me just pure chaos. and that's how D works too you, you got one leader in the goblin camp and they lead everything and you don't mess with that person and if you do you have to kill every goblin and it's just a lot of work it's just I don't, so many initiatives to keep track of and then that's that's not at even, the end of the day that's not even how my D games go but I'm not, like my D and D games are more like somebody tries to kill the Goblin King. It's like, well, most of these guys probably didn't like the asshole anyways. So like, they're gonna yeah. stand back and watch and see how this plays out. A couple guys, maybe. Yeah, you, you get the idea. And that actually might happen too in this environment where someone's like, you know what, that dude's crazy and an asshole. So let's just uh, kill him, yeah. and then we can try forming another group without that asshole guy. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And this is how insurrections start. (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, that's how a lot of things happen is there's a guy in charge and 
he's in a real asshole. So there's an uprising and then an insurrection and then someone else takes over or it's another government and they bring over their army and they take over. Yep. It's kind of like what colonizations is. <laughs> that is exactly what colonizing is like. It's like you got this one so, asshole who's like, I don't want to pay for this much labor. It'd be cheaper if they just worked free. Yeah, or it's even simpler than that. Like, I don't want to pay taxes on tea from a lady that's like, you know, across the ocean. So we're just not. And they're going to come over here with their bad pistols. And I roll to seduce the lady across the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Oh, she smells like chai. I I don't want this anymore. This is not matcha. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Ugh. I like matcha tea's gross. I like matcha though. It just it, dep- I do it not. depends on the matcha. Yeah. yeah. But either way, yeah. No, I'm fine. I mean, you're you're right though. It's like I don't know. At a certain point. So for my readings of just philosophy of law is like there's there's no real reason for anyone to listen to laws when it's a small group, but when you're in a society, there is a uh, there are laws to guide behavior for how you should act in the society. So, like speed limits and things like that to protect other people from other people. But like when you get to the small things, law just becomes less and less thing because when someone's an asshole and you're a small group, you just kill them. Well, uh, <laughs> and then you just move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's that's and, oftentimes how like these older sort of societies worked, though, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, until what was it like? Oh, God, I'm trying to find it. Until about like 3500 BCE, right? Um, yeah. There really wasn't any sort of legal system, and right. then it took another thousand years for there to be a written legal system because everything was like passed down from elder to elder to, mm-hmm. you know, to son, to, to child, basically like, you know, yeah. just, we don't murder people in our tribe, you know, um, we don't steal from them, you know, uh, you have to have some form of job. And intrinsically, mm-hmm. those things really haven't changed so much since like 3500 BC. Yeah. You know what I'm. I mean, the only thing that's really changed now is society is just getting bigger and there's more societies. So, like, if you just take international, like, philosophy of international law, where there's no such thing as philosophy of international law, there's <laughs> stuff written down. But, like, what's the. There's nothing stopping America than just sending over the entire army there's to no whatever country and then just. Force. <laughs> yeah there's and that's the thing with with any kind of law is like you have to have something that it, is an enforcement can, patrolling yeah. yeah you have to enforce the laws and if no one's enforcing it then you actually don't have a law right. uh just like when you look at our society now where you see a bunch of rich people that are just getting away with a bunch of stuff uh-huh. they're we have we don't have a law for people that are rich no they just can do whatever they want and then there is a facade of like, oh, okay, this person's going to trial. We'll see if anything comes with that. But 
they just have to like go through the motions of that facade so people think that there's a law in place. Yeah. That's a little bit discouraging, I guess is the right word. Because it's like here, here I am making exactly the national average for my society. <laughs> Meanwhile, Elon yeah. Musk is like, oh, well, daddy gave me a bunch of money. And, uh, you know, um, I'm going to you know open open a car factory might not know anything about cars yeah. but then you're making money off the backs of everybody else who's there right it's not like mm-hmm. elon musk was out there with every car just assembling the damn thing you know what i'm saying no he was just he's just the charismatic bard he's the salesperson mm-hmm. he is the person who is like well if you don't like it then fuck you i'll find somebody else who does I'll find somebody else who yeah. I can manipulate. To, uh, you see my point? Yeah. We have, there, there are laws to guide behavior in our society that are fine. There are also laws that just don't matter. Like, for example, um, like if we just like look at it at a very small scale, um, the handicap parking spot where there's a fine for $250. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, all right, I don't want to pay $250. So I'm not going to park there. But if I had, you know, fuck you money, I'd be like, I don't care. I'll just pay two hundred fifty dollars to get this sweet parking spot. Yeah, it's really so if you have enough money of admission anywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, at, at a certain point, if you have enough money, you can bypass a lot of laws that are set to guide behavior. Right, and that's not fair. Right, they're basically laws are for uh, low income people or people that actually like have the average salary uh same with goes with um there's been a lot of discussion about the bailout system actually where the bailout system is not fair because people are sitting in jail awaiting trial but we're also have this idea that we're innocent until proven guilty but we can't be proven innocent or guilty for eight months so we just sit in jail so we actually don't have a freedom (laughs) and we can pay a bailout and of like X amount of money, but we can because we have we're low income or we are, or maybe we're just at that average where we're just like we can't justify spending you know ten thousand dollars to do this thing, even though we're innocent, we still have that thing because our our system is just in place. Where we're like, okay, well, here's an asshole police officer that found evidence that maybe isn't true or something like that. But there have been lots of people in prison or in jails that are just wrongly there, but they just have to wait their day and see what happens because they can't afford that bailout. But if you're rich, you can just bail them well, out. And the worst part, even is... if it's like, well, go ahead. Yeah. But I'll, I got a counterpoint. So, but okay, but yeah, even if if you're rich, you can just fail afford that bailout. So that bailout thing is is there to protect people from the people that are bad. But it's also on almost like this unethical thing where it's mostly targeting people of low income when they should be presumed innocent until proven guilty. Well, and I'd agree with that, but usually in like a court system sort of thing, right? You get present, you get arraigned, right? You have your trial or at least, you know, the, arraignment trial um and then they say yeah well they got they got enough proof here so like 
your ass is going to jail, but like, you know, you, you got $5,000 to bail yourself out. That's cool. Like, you know, just know but, you'll, you'll not get that money back until you get out. But then you get into the idea yeah. of bail bondsmen. And even in Trump's most recent case, right, which I know this isn't about Trump, but even he used a bail bondsman. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were just speculating, oh, no, that's just blah, blah, blah. You know, he's got enough money for it. And he probably does have enough money for his bot mm -hmm. bail, right? But other people were like, why would you? It, it's just what you do. You just get a bail bondsman to pay it, and then you pay the percentage off because the bail bondsman is going to make sure that that paperwork is, like, good down to a T, Right. And it's like, they're not a lawyer. <laughs> this is just a fucked up no. system. It's basically like, yeah. we're going to make sure you come back for your money. But it's like, man, like $5,000. If I killed somebody and my bail is $5,000 mm -hmm. and I actually killed them and they have the proof to convict me, I'm probably still bolting. Yeah. And that $5,000 is probably still just forfeit. You know what I'm saying? That's... <laughs> That's another thing that's weird about the the bailout system is like, yeah, maybe I am innocent or maybe I did do it, but they're also giving me a bailout system. Mm -hmm. So why are they, if there's enough evidence to put me in jail because of the thing I did, why are they giving me a bailout? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that makes no sense to me either. But like, if there's enough evidence to even put me in jail for nine months to wait my day like just just don't offer a bailout I mean, if there's there enough evidence procedures to expedite your trial like oh you yeah you know what i'm saying right. like there are laws in place like that if you feel like you just want to get this done and over with like it, mm -hmm. i don't know I mean, we have a right to a speedy trial yeah but sometimes there's just too many people that also have that right to a speedy trial. So maybe, maybe we should just have a thing where you get like the, the Disney VIP pass where you can cut in line. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of like Disney just gets shut down, Disneyland or Disney World. And we just, everybody yeah. who needs to pay bail, they pay bail and they just end up there and they have the right of their life for like nine months. They're like, this cotton candy's great. And then if they're guilty, then they have to, I don't know. It's, it's also weird because like the, the tax people are paying for the peace people to sit in jail for their waiting for their day. So let's just let them out and they have house arrest. Mm -hmm. So now they don't have, now we're just paying police officers to just kind of like enforce the law that they're already supposed to be enforcing anyway mm -hmm. and it's it's cheaper it's more efficient and we, we're not we don't have like you know half of our population in jails because of a faulty jail system well that's fair it's not half of our population but I it's like what 12 percent of our population is in jail i didn't know it was that high i thought it was much lower than that uh current population in jail i'm just 
thanks chat gpt for sponsoring this episode <laughs> about 0.7 of the united states is currently in federal or state prison or a local jail 0.7 that's what prisonpolicy.org says and i trust them with all my news really <laughs> i feel like 0.7% is not an accurate percentage of people that are incarcerated i have no idea that's just what <sighs> i thought it was really i thought it was like i i thought it was less than 12 but higher than 5 I'm looking at other statistics. It's just hard because they keep going from the percentage. They keep basing it off the current percentage. So they're like, it's a 1% increase from yeah. that 1%. And it's like, okay, so what? At a certain yeah. point, you can just skew statistics so much from that. All right, 26, of US. A 26% decline in from mid-year 2019 to mid-year 2020. It's like 166 per 100,000. It's hard to find the statistics. It's like they're intentionally skewing it. Yeah, what I found a thing that was like, what percentage of U.S. has been to prison? And this was like 3% of the population has been to prison. But According to the ACLU, since 1970, our incarcerated population has increased by 500%. Yeah. I don't know if our population has increased in... Um, you know, if our population has increased 500% in comparison, I have no idea. <sighs> Maybe we're just becoming more corrupt. I don't know. But it really only affects that 1% that we constantly talk about. Oh, wait, that's a different 1%, yeah. isn't it? Well, some of it's the same 1%. <laughs> Wouldn't it suck to be part of both 1%? <laughs> yeah. But either way, back to um, the idea of bail, right? It's like if yeah. you have enough, if you have enough evidence to convict somebody, right, and that evidence is heard out by a judge, like, mm -hmm. do you deserve to just pay five thousand dollars to pass go for the next six months, nine months, all that for an ankle monitor? Right by the way because they, they still monitor them in some way so yeah my my assumption is they do it through ankle monitors but i i have no clue and they basically just make it impossible for them to leave the united states but i feel like if you have a private jet it's a lot easier to leave the u.s when oh agreed you get a bailout agreed <laughs> and like you know your ride shows up you cut that ankle monitor and you go like yeah it's it doesn't seem that hard. Even if you just go into hiding, by the way, that still doesn't seem that hard. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, I've read stories. I mean, you listen to Crime After Crime, right? The story mm -hmm. about the guy who um, he escaped from a prison and then, like, he just kind of hid down low and, like, I think it was he would enter through a Toys R Us and go into the Circuit City next door and live there. Yeah. And like, he did that for like a year or something like that until mm -hmm. he found a girlfriend. And then like, yeah. <laughs> then he just kind of bolted um, or tried to bolt. Right. But then his girlfriend yeah. called him back and then he ended up back in prison. It's like, 
that guy managed to do it. And other people have managed to do similar things, right? It's just the method and the resources that you have. If you have more resources available to you, whether those resources are money or influential people or, you know, what the fuck ever, right? Then Mm -hmm. you have a better chance of dodging bail. But nonetheless, it just seems like a money grab at a certain point. It's not even one that the government gets any real money for. I mean, if somebody skips out on their court date, yeah, the the government gets it. But Mm -hmm. it just kind of seems like it seems wrong on a lot of... I never really thought about this, but it seems yeah. wrong on a lot of levels. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like, what's the point? If law's there to guide behavior, and that's what the law's there for, and it's it's guiding their behavior in such a way where they can now basically get away with whatever they were doing before, they'll just try and do it in such a way where they don't get caught next time. And that's how a lot of our laws, it seems like, where... We're not really rehabilitating people in prison. Oh, we're we're just, not. yeah, we're just punishing them and keeping them in there. So when they do get out, yeah, they'll either one make the choice for themselves to change, or two do the exact same thing they're doing, but try and do it better so they don't get caught again. So it's not guiding behavior. Which is so if funny. just because I say don't do this doesn't mean it's there's nothing physically preventing anyone to not do it. You can speed. There's nothing preventing me from speeding other than there's a cop up there. Maybe I shouldn't speed, but if there's no cop there, then there's no one I know there's, preventing me from speeding. I know there's a philosophical argument for this, but I don't remember what it is. The idea that you're speeding, right? And nobody mm-hmm. knows, right? But in your mind, there might be a cop up ahead. Yeah. But either way, it's um, it is. I know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what, what the proper name for it is, but I call it um, the luck-based law, where you're basically it's a crime that you're doing, where there's where nobody's necessarily getting hurt. Yeah, but it's it's still based off luck. Something could happen. Yeah. But so if you're like, I think of it for like drunk driving, like you're if you're drunk driving on a deserted road and no one's around, there's it's not illegal because no one cares. But as soon as someone cares, that's when it becomes illegal because someone's actually there to to be there. And that's how I think like a lot of law is. It's only illegal until someone cares or until someone notices. Other than that, it's not illegal because no one's there to enforce it. No, I totally and that kind of just goes back to enforcing it. So, Because you can just drive drunk every day if you live in the farm area. Sure. Only thing you're going to hit is a cow sure. or a deer. And at that point, you just kind of wait it out, sober up, and then just call a tow truck <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, I just hit this thing. I was unconscious <laughs> for 24 hours. Yeah. So, okay. So drunk driving, that's a, that's a good example, right? Drunk driving when nobody's mm-hmm. around on a back road where nobody cares. And the only thing that you're going to hurt is your car, your property, and maybe a ditch, right? Or a deer. 
and deer have feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry for being so insensitive. So how do we feel about it's like fine. let's let's say that you got your you're drunk, right? And you drove your horse. Do you drive do you drive horses? No, you definitely don't drive horses. Yeah, I think you do. You definitely ride yeah. horses. But you ride your horse. I think you jockey your horse. You're in Indiana, right? And you're on a horse, mm -hmm. right? And you're going above 10 miles per hour while drunk. Is there anything insanely unethical about that? You're going 11 miles per hour, maybe 12. Yeah. Is there anything unethical why, why about that? Horse? Because in Indiana, that's illegal to dry or to ride a horse above 10 miles per hour. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Wait. It's due to high speed horse races back in the day, but oh. yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that. I just started looking up like those stupidly insane laws where people like yeah, it's like you know, but there's nothing unethical about that. Riding a horse at like 12 no. miles per hour, even if you're drunk, like what damage are you gonna do? But somebody cared enough back then yeah. due to high speed horse races back in the day, right? And in Iowa, you can't throw a brick onto a highway, which that just seems like common Makes sense. sense. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Makes sense. Yeah. It's like <sighs> tire screeching is banned in Kansas, which, like, why are you driving that fast? Like, why, why do you need to accelerate that fast? Well, you have to be cool and accelerate that fast. I like to think that there's a murderer behind you who's out on bail that like you're running away from. <laughs> Screech those tires. Yeah, but he was, he made bail though, so now he's free to go. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. So in Kentucky, a woman cannot marry the same man four times. Well, that seems weird. Well, technically it's you can't Why? marry the man more the same man more than three times. Which is different, but simultaneously, you're not going to marry a 3.5, the same man 3.5 times. You're not, you're not going to do that. So no. in this argument, it's the same thing, but it's like, it's just weird how they but word you, some You can't make a law <laughs> to make it. Yeah. And you can't make a law that says, uh, you can't divorce someone yeah. because that's impeding on someone's freedom. But also the idea of like saying you can't marry someone four times. That means you would have had to divorce them three times. And at that point, you uh, would have thought that like, you know what I'm saying? You would have thought you would have learned your lesson at that point. Yeah. At that point, your girlfriends are supposed to be like, girl, you can't do that. Oh, man. So, Aaron, I got bad news for you. Uh oh, in Louisiana, it's illegal to send a surprise pizza. There's a $500 fine involved in the Pelican State. That's weird. It's actually considered there's a lot of There's <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot, of, lot of laws that are, yeah. are there to um, but, guide some weird behavior. Well, and my, my point is this. Let's go back to those caveman times where I'm one mm -hmm. person entering into a tribe of eight and you guys are just like, man, like you just have to contribute and not fuck around and don't kill anybody and don't sleep with that guy's wife. Like, yeah. 
common sense behaviors. Do unto others as you do to you. The golden rule, right? And I want free pizza. Well, I mean, you can't have it in Louisiana. <laughs> so, God, can right. you imagine if that liability fell on the, the, on the delivery driver? <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I mean, it, it doesn't because it says harassment here and harassment in this instance. But either way, they're not thinking like, okay, so we're a tribe of nine now. If somebody sends us a pizza, we're going to kill them. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like these, these are nonsensical. Maybe, maybe they do. Yeah, yeah, it is. To that tribe. That, those nine. laws don't really like. There are some laws just don't make sense because they're just trying to control people in such a way that they're guiding what, behavior too much. They're micromanaging too yeah. much and finding that defining line between micromanaging too much and mm -hmm. micromanaging the right amount that that can be tricky. I can get that as an example. I wouldn't yeah. want somebody outside my house like for longer than four hours just pacing back and forth but i'm also likely right. to handle that myself but that's likely to come with some sort of like altercation i go outside and i'm like dude what are you doing just like pacing back and forth my lawn like that for four hours well i don't know i was debating on coming in well no you're not coming in <laughs> i will beat your ass out <laughs> here you know what i'm saying some laws like that they make sense but then you have well, other you laws like this where somebody apparently sent a pizza illegally and somebody got offended right and now this one can't be real i gotta read this this one can't be real i mean there are certain laws like let's just take uh sex work for example i mean it's not legal to have sex and it's not legal to buy goods and services but it's illegal to buy sex that's a good and service yeah and the so weirdest why? thing is that's like the world's oldest occupation, by the way. Yeah. So like, And look at Trump. He paid for a porn star. Yeah. And nobody cared. <laughs> it just made yeah. it look bad. It kinda. Some people don't think that looks bad though. So why why is it why that... is it illegal for some people who are like, you know, we'll say the sixty two year old man who like has been divorced twice and it's like i just want something on the side a little bit of loving and somebody's like well i'll do that for 500 bucks like i don't care yeah why is that necessary? why is it legal yeah. in reno i thought in reno it was legal oh that's what you it just is. said yeah yeah well, it's okay. legal in reno I but I, I in other yeah in other places it's it's legal but like <sighs> I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to protect people, but also people have their own right to do what they want. Well, like in Maine, in the sound of uh, South Berwick, it's illegal to park in front of a Dunkin' Donuts. How do you go into Dunkin' Donuts? I have though? no idea. That's what I was just wondering. It was the law was enacted because the coffee and donut chain is a hot spot and the parking lot can turn into a mega traffic jam, which from any sort of standpoint, when it comes to making a law that that one doesn't even make yeah. sense. 
we are so busy with business that we can't handle all of the business. So we need a law passed. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, some laws are stupid, but then other ones like, and maybe we shouldn't have laws. No, because people can break them. We definitely. I agree. But like a lot of those laws, people had no idea that they were laws. So is it fair for people to get in trouble for doing any of those laws if it's not publicly available for people to have those laws? I mean, the thing is, well, here's here's the weird thing. Here's how it was explained to me. Right. You're at this point in this day and age, you're able to figure out what laws apply to you. Right. No matter yeah. what state you live in, there is some sort of resource for you to be able to figure those things out. Do you know that thing that you never learned in high school about how to navigate the world? Yeah. Which is that nobody really ever told you how to access your local, state, and federal laws. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, anybody can do it. It's not true. You know, it's not hard to do it even. I mean, you, you have to have some sort of like, ability to read and retain information and understand definitions for days because they'll define things completely different than Miriam Webster ever did. But you, you have access to those laws to be able to learn them. But who has, who in their fucking right mind has like years to study these laws aside from lawyers? Who has that sort of time? Because like you get any sort of like, like the Ohio revised code, Right. I think it would take Mm -hmm. somebody like fucking five years in order to be able to understand completely like this is just that they were trapped in an apartment alone with only the Ohio revised code to be able to read that entire thing and understand and retain maybe 75 percent of it. Maybe it would take somebody probably like five years to do that because like there's so many pages. How many pages is the Ohio Revised Code? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Either way, it's huge. Because, like, if you go onto the website, which for anybody wondering, it's codes.ohio.gov slash ohio-revised-codes. It's a lot of fucking pages. And most of it just has to do with property and, and ownership. Right. But and that's kind of like where or why people even have laws or why they were invented anyway was because people wanted to be protected, wanted their property to be protected. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So really laws are just to, there to protect rich people from the people that make less than 60,000 a year. I mean, any more. I mean, do you think Elon Musk knows, like, do, do you think that he knows all the laws that he violates? No, he just pays a fancy lawyer to do it. Well, if he if he has a horse and he lives in Indiana, he <laughs> should Google, how fast can I go on my horse in Indiana? Yeah, but, That's like the first thing I'm going to have to do now. Yeah, but I think he lives when in I buy Texas. a horse. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's actually he's case. actually trying to um, start up a company town in Texas, by the way, which I was pretty sure company towns were illegal, but I don't think they're illegal in Texas. 
Oh God. Yeah. I have a lot of opinions on company towns. <laughs> I find them funny, but it's like only because it's such an obvious trap. Now that said, like it's really not funny for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> okay. So a lot of people who are listening to this podcast, they're not going to have an idea on what a company town is. Some will, but I mean, you and I know, I mean, I created an entire D and D side campaign based on this. That's going to take players like, yeah, you know, at least two sessions to break out of, but we're probably talking closer to four, but why don't, why don't you go ahead and explain the idea of a company town? And I mean, I can chime in with pros and cons, or you just tell me when to chime in or, or what, just tell me when to chime. Why don't we stop here for now and talk about more of these topics in our next episode? Man, because I, like I just looked at the clock and we've been recording for like an hour, a hundred and not a hundred, an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, so that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Because neither of us really pay attention to time, but you finally started doing that. I mean, my time <laughs> says that we've only been recording for forty-six minutes, which is enough for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, basically, kind of is. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. So let's uh, continue on with this philosophy of law discussion for part two ish. And uh, discuss yeah. company towns and the ethics involved with megalomaniac. And probably a lot of other. Oh, yeah. A bunch of side tangents every time. Yeah. A bunch tangents. of side tangents. Yeah. Every time. Always side every tangents. Every time. I feel like our website should just say Ryan's on a side tangent right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes good content, though, is side tangents. I mean, to some degree, the banter is nice. I mean, at least people now know that laws are for guiding behavior. No. Yeah. Governments are supposed to be there for protecting the people. Supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as we can see, that went by the wayside. <laughs> yeah, so tune in next time so we go on more tangents about philosophy of law and where Ryan drinks even more than the last time <laughs>